You're listening to the Pastors Podcast of Mission City Fellowship of San Antonio, Texas. Mission City Fellowship exists to make and mature disciples of Christ who live all of life for the glory of God and proclaim Christ for the joy of all people. You can find more resources like this one at missioncityfellowshipsa.org. All right, well, welcome to the Pastors Podcast of Mission City Fellowship. I am Pastor Phil. Just weird saying Pastor Phil. I'm Phil, joined with Rob. <laughs> Pastor Rob, that is. Um, Church, it's good to be with you. It's been a few weeks. We just kind of busy with life and sort of ups and downs with some health over the last couple of weeks, but we are glad to be back with you for another pastor's podcast. Um, Rob, just as I love to get started by being a little bit, just kind of, you know, being personable. We're just people, um, pastors called to be under shepherds, but still just people, normal folks who like chips and Westerns, like we've talked about the last couple of weeks. But you, we're kind of celebrating something. You have had your braces removed. Yes, I have. <laughs> you are smiling. They can't see you, but you are smiling with a million-dollar smile now. <laughs> well, not quite a million, but <laughs> not free either. No, it looks good, and we just had lunch. On the, uh, the fourth week of the month, we yeah. purpose to have lunch together to just continue to build relationally and love each other. And you were eating freely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got them off yesterday and I immediately went from the, from the orthodontist place to a hamburger place. <laughs> and I had a hamburger for lunch. You can't blame you. And it was, it was delicious. I, you know, it's not just how uncomfortable eating is with braces. I think it, the braces change how food tastes. Hmm. And it was just so good to taste a really good hamburger from Burger Boy. Oh, I like I've Burger never Boy. Burger Boy. Uh, I love Burger Boy. So, so how long did you have those braces on? Uh, I think September would have been twenty-five months, so a little over two years. Okay, twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. You were you were telling time like a newborn baby, twenty-four months, thirty-two months. Well, two years, a little over two years. <laughs> twenty-five. And months. I am glad, and I bet you are glad to have them. Have oh them yes, on. they were. They were, uh, I'm glad I did it and I'm glad it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still a little bit more yeah. way for I it. I still have but... to do a few more things, but well, we're the hard part's over, I think. Celebrating with you, brother. So thank in, you. In light of, I, I shared about how we, on the, every fourth week, we eat together, we purpose to eat lunch together. Um, that's, that's purposeful and strategic. Uh, and so just to share a little bit about what we do. So we meet weekly. Um, it's uh, now it's it used to be like Tuesdays. Now we meet Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. We meet weekly. The first week of the month, we purpose to share and care for each other, share where we may be struggling, where are we are aware of sin, how are our families doing, sharing, care, pray. Second week, uh, we rehearse any needs in the church uh, and then we review with grace glasses if I could say that through grace lenses we review where the church is 
how our Sunday services, where fellowship groups are, and we walk through literally every single part of what we do. And we first rehearse with our, our grace glasses, uh, viewing everything through the lenses of God at work and His presence among us, right? So yeah. we always start there. So we, were, we celebrate where we're seeing God is at work in those areas. And then we, which often leads us to celebrating God at work in people. Yes. So we are naming people, we're right. rehearsing God's goodness in people, celebrating. And then we, the, we are also free to just continue to grow in grace. And so we say, okay, where do we maybe need to tweak something? Do we need to do something differently? Do we need to, yeah, yeah, change something? Which we have talked about some of that. Like, for instance, we're, we're going to be putting out an email soon. You have a face like, what are you going to say, Phil? <laughs> um, but we'll, so we'll be, we'll be putting out some info soon. But like we would love to start including and having people from the congregation begin to right. read the scripture in which we're going to preach from that Sunday. Right. Just wanting to have even more of a beautiful expression of our, well, an expression of our beautiful diversity in our church through men, women, younger teens reading the scripture before we preach from those, that scripture. So we're really looking forward to that. So we, we'll, we'll be sending out some info on that here soon. Um, and then, so that's the second week. Yeah. Um, and then the third week, we rehearse what are some needs in the church, people, people we need to check in on, uh, where people are. Uh, obviously, we're, we're praying each week for people. Uh, but the third week, we also we rehearse finances. Where are we budget-wise? All that kind of stuff. Um, and then fourth week, we devote towards building in just relationally together, to loving one another, eating together, just enjoying one another. So hence, then we ate together today, and we what did we talk? We, we well, we talked about family life. We talked mm -hmm. about health. We talked about the Dallas Cowboys losing to the O and two Cardinals. Uh, we lamented for a little while after talking about the the Cowboys. Um, we yeah, I think that was yeah. yeah. We talked about all that kind of stuff, um, and now here we are on our fourth week doing a podcast, and then fifth weeks are kind of special as well. Fifth weeks devoted to just like something we can enjoy together, and so. In the past, we've hit golf balls. Were you gonna say something? Yeah, I thought when I moved here from Buffalo, where you can only play golf, you know, just maybe half the year that, oh, we would play golf regularly. And that has not happened. No. Matter of fact, we've no. only played golf once. Right. We've had some golf balls together, yes, but we've yes. only played around the golf. And yeah, so health. Kind that of, was just, that's mainly health. health yeah. Health kind of, that's health issues. Completely put a stop to all of that. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe the Lord will restore and strengthen golf. and yeah. we'll be able to play yeah. a, a little bit of golf. Or together. we just have to do putt-putt or miniature well, golf. That has been the plan, <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> to do some putt-putt together. So we, we try to enjoy things. Like we, we really do see like we are a team. And so how do you team build? Well, you enjoy things together. You you are united in Christ ultimately. But then we can enjoy things like tacos and we can enjoy watching a game together in our families. And um, So, yeah, yeah. Um, so quick rundown there of, of, of what we do from week to week and just building of our team. And our hope would be, you know, we really do believe that as the elders are, so goes the church. And so if we are filled with despising one another, 
and gossip and jealous envy if you want to put it like that or something uh, who knows selfish ambition the odds are that's going to take expressions in our leadership and in our personal conversations and the odds are the church will be that way so our hope is that that would not be the case that we would cultivate a love for each other relationship with one another um, a christ-centered unity and an enjoyment and love for each other and that the church would be the same yeah right hey, absolutely amen amen well in in light of that um so we purpose to just rehearse the sunday sermon but we also have some other things to talk about so we'll just do this really quickly but this past sunday i you know i just kind of felt like you know we've been in the gospel of john and which is wonderful we're just seeing christ over and over again we're going to return back to the gospel of john chapter seven this week um but last week we just took a little excursion we went to our characteristics of a christ-centered church sermon series which i have loved because it's just enabled us to throw in key characteristics of what we aim to be and um, that we think are biblical characteristics of a church and so this past week we talked about gospel joy how the gospel is the empowering engine of the church's joy and the daily joy of the christian and we saw that through Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. Um, it was so hard not to take the first five verses. I typically tend to do that. I bite off too much, I think. But we took those last few verses, 6 through 11, and just rehearsed what I, I hope pretty simply rehearsed the gospel. Um, in verses 6 through 8, we saw who we, who, or we have been loved by God and when uh, we were at our worst, and so we rehearsed that how the Scripture calls us weak, ungodly enemies and sinners of God. But yet, it was in that state, at our worst, that God, to display His love, gave His Son, or out of a display of His love, gave His Son. But it wasn't just Him giving of His Son; it was the Son going willingly uh, to die for us. And so we rehearsed that, just knowing God's love is sort of this bedrock for are being joyful and if we're going to know god's love then we have to realize and know just who we are as sinners and undeserved how undeserving we are uh, but what we have received through christ's death and so we talked about how often we we try to look at other places other than the cross to build our joy upon to be chariots of joy um so, so we saw how we look for tokens of god's love and all these smaller lesser things still important things but lesser things when instead we should be looking at the pillar of God's love, which is Calvary. Um, I quoted, had several quotes. I was on a quoting rampage this past <laughs> Sunday. I love quotes and uh, I think they can serve. You can probably use them too much, but I quoted a few from Jerry Bridges, whom I love. He's written books like, um, uh, of course, I my mind goes blank right now. Uh, Transforming, Transforming Grace. Transforming Grace, thank you, brother. Transforming Grace, Discipline of Grace, um, trusting God, the uh, joy in weakness, um, the pursuit of holiness. He's written wonderful yeah. books. And I would encourage any of our Christians, uh, uh, brothers and sisters, to read any of those books and more. Um, I, I just, I think, yeah, when you read through his book, it's almost like you're highlighting everything uh, as you go through it. So um, we saw that we... Uh, 
kind of the second point out of verses 9 and 10, we saw that we have been brought into a loving and peace-filled relationship with God. Uh, so the Christ didn't just merely die for us, but there's a substance behind his death that he accomplished things. He did work. And uh, the, those, those verses describe his work as uh, causing us to be justified before God and then reconciled to God. And so that was the work he did as he took upon himself our sin so that we could then be forgiven. Um, and he took upon himself the punishment for our sin so that we could be received. And so we, we walk out life in this relationship that, that God really doesn't see us the same because now we're in this relationship of grace and, uh, and nearness. We're sons and daughters. And then lastly, verse 11, we now have access to the ultimate source of joy, which is God himself. And I love how that that kind of section ends with saying that, that more than that, uh, we also rejoice in God. And so it's just this aim of our joy that it's, and I hope it made sense. You know, it's not, I think some people can place this joy in like knowing a, knowing a word or something like justification, reconciliation, like knowing doctrine, but yet they're not enthralled and in love with the God of that doctrine. Like that's what I was trying to say and get at was I think that's what's pointing out here that all of that points to our joy in God himself. Um, and so, you know, I use the, the illustration of the man at the Antiques Roadshow who thought he, he had just had this dirty old blanket for most of his life. He's probably 60 something, 70 something years old. And he's probably 70, 80 actually. And, and he thought he just had this dirty old blanket and he finds out it was this amazing treasure. I think how often we can live like that. We, we treat what we have in the gospel and so then who we have, which is God himself. And we can almost look to lesser things for joy and think of what we have already as this dirty old blanket. And the reality is we have a priceless treasure. So there's to be great joy in that treasure. Um, essentially, that's it. We, we ended with the call of Habakkuk, that I will take joy in the God of my salvation, that that would be the prayer for us as a church, that, that we would just never move on from the gospel, and so then keep rooting our joy in God himself, and close with the George Mueller quote that he says, this is what everybody, this is what, if you're going to give yourself to something, give yourself to this first work of enjoying your God. There you go. That's the overview. That's a lot. That was a ton. It's very good. It was very powerful and very helpful, very encouraging. You know, I was thinking my grandfather, who was a pastor for 70 plus years uh, before he passed away in uh, 2000, actually. Wow, it's been that long. You know, one of the things he used to say, which I think is come is is tied to what you're saying. He said, if all Jesus ever did was die in payment for our sin, that that would be enough. And it just speaks to, you know, the distinction you make between the tokens of love and, and the, the greatest expression of love, and what that, that, that means. And obviously he did more than just die for our sins, but, but securing that, you know, is everything yeah. and it changes everything. And I think, I, I thought, you know, I was really encouraged by your point about, you know, like the doctrines you were talking about, like. The, the God of the doctrines, that these are meant to draw us to that God. And and that's really, I, I, you know, I think a lot more, like, could be said about 
those that principle because I think that's the heart of a Pharisee that stops in the mm. doctrine mm. and gets mm. joy of getting the doctrine right. Yeah. Yep. And get making sure all the your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted kind of thing, but they never really enjoy the one that that doctrine is you know it's telling us a reality mm. and they don't enjoy mm. the reality that that brings us mm. in that it's the difference between what is what is an end in mind and what is the means to that end yeah. and these are means and to a greater end yeah. but when they become an end in themselves yeah. that's where you, you end up joyless and it's yes. all about yeah getting everything exactly right i thought that was just a really good point well, you're, made, you're, you're drawing it out in a really good way. Cause I, and I think you're exactly right. That, I mean, we've, we've probably all known people, and I think we've all been tempted by this, so we're not going to like put ourselves above other people. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But, yeah, tempted. And so we're all recovering Pharisees. Yeah, yeah no, that's great, brother. That, put that on a shirt. That's excellent. We're that's actually recovering. a book I read. Oh, really? So I wish I really? could. Yeah. That's really good. We're all recovering Pharisees. You're exactly right, brother. And, and, and what, is one of the, what are one of the key marks of that? knowing the doctrines of God, but yet not loving the God of the doctrine. Well oh, said. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. That, I just want to... Enjoying oh, the doctrines, but not enjoying the God of the yes. doctrines. Same thing. Delighting yes. in the doctrines, but not delighting oh, man. in the one. That is so good, brother. And that should, it, when we are, and I think people see that. People feel that. People know that. And not that we should bypass doctrine because doctrine should let us know yeah. God more, right. right? And know our state. Right. Hence, then we talked about justification yeah. and reconciliation. But you're right. It, it all should point to us being even more right. enthralled yeah. with the God of the doctrine, loving yeah. him, cherishing him, being amazed at him. Oh, man. John chapter 5. You search the scriptures. Yep. If you think, oh, great. Scripts and diligently thinking in them, yeah. you have life, but they point to me. Yeah. And you refuse yeah. to come to me that you might have it. That's temptation. You know, when I really began to, when God began to open up early in my Christian life, and I began, I was so drawn to doctrine and getting these things and these truths that are so amazing, you know, that, yeah. but they came, they became an end in themselves instead of mm -hmm. like, oh, mm -hmm. God is amazing mm -hmm. because he did that. Yeah. I, I just thought mm -hmm. that was so great. I, I loved your tokens of love mm -hmm. again versus, I, I just that was so helpful that with mm. that distinction um, and really going to God's ultimate expression of his love that will never be taken away can't be altered yeah, yeah. that was just so helpful oh. that was so helpful well, thank you brother that, that's encouraging and I'm with you man I, I am compelled and stirred just thinking about it again right now <laughs> I really am I'm like man and I'll and I'll tell you like this morning I, that was one of my my, my prayer was okay Lord, help my joy be rooted in yeah. you right. and my salvation. And I just realized, man, every moment is yeah. just the temptation right. to not yeah. put my joy in the God right. of my salvation. Um, to want other things. I will say, you know, I talked about, I shared about how I didn't get the Slotsky sandwich and all that <laughs> on Friday. That was so good. Well, I made sure I had lunch with someone in our church yesterday. And I, I immediately, hey, let's go to Slotsky. Let's, let's, let's do this another try. And I got to have my gluten-free so it was delightful. Did you do their like their their basic sandwich or did you get something? I always like, get the, the thing they're chicken. known. You know, 
like their the original. The original. Oh my no, goodness! No, I, I got the uh, BS chicken. I need to do the original. Oh, I haven't had an original in a while. Okay, what <laughs> I, time are we in? I will. This? I know. <laughs> I'll purpose to do that. I'll purpose to do that next. Hey, we're running a little bit shorter on time here. I would try to keep this a little bit shorter. Sure. Um, so maybe just transition. Uh, we've we've had a couple things just be brought up. So one one. So church, just so you know, there on the church app, you can click on uh, a button that says something along the lines of submit a question for the pastor's podcast or a statement. And um, uh, feel free to do that. You know, once we're able to talk about maybe one of those that comes through, we'll do that. Uh, so one thing that has been brought up was, you know, just our fifth Sundays. Um, we had purposed, we've talked about this since we've planted, that our vision has always been that on fifth Sundays of the month, um, so which happens like quarterly, basically, that we would try to purpose a uh, Sunday for the city. So doing something as an entire church that is purposeful and intentional and compassionate towards our city uh, in hopes that it would just open doorways for the gospel. And uh, so we haven't, we, we've, we've done maybe a, you know, a picnic day type thing, and we always purpose just living life, we should be right. living in a, an outreach-oriented way. Um, so, because we don't want to depend upon church-oriented things to be our only means of outreach, that would be a failure. Yeah. We need to live lives that right. are filled with outreach in our sphere of life, in our job, in our yeah. in our play, you know, in our neighborhoods, all that kind of stuff. But we do want a purpose as a church to do something, and so. Um, Fifth Sunday is one of those things. So Sunday for the city. And here's something that we're going to try to do. So this month, October, has a fifth Sunday. And um, we are waiting to hear back from Carvel. Is that how you say it? Carvel? Carvel? Carvel, maybe? I don't I'll, Yeah, I'm Carvel. not sure what the name I never, I never took notice of the okay, name. I think it's Carvel Skating Rink on the southeast side off of I-37, right off of Goliad. Um, we're hoping on this fifth Sunday, and so be praying about this church. Pray that they would be fully open. I've, I've been able to speak to one person. I need to speak to another person there. But that they would be open to this. That The first person seemed very open to this. But that we would, uh, on that fifth Sunday, we'd gather for church that morning, and then later that afternoon, we would meet at this skating rink and basically sponsor a chunk of time where our church could show up um, and... We would skate, we'd enjoy time, but we would be in charge of playing the music and of essentially DJing the, the thing. And so that which would open doorways to, you know, we have a few family-friendly, faith-filled songs and then pause for a moment and share a bit of truth, share the gospel, and then play some more songs and then share the gospel. And who knows who this could impact, from families who are there um, to even the workers who work there and it's just another expression that we, we care that our, our community be able to have a family-friendly time with music that's not going to mm -hmm. be offensive uh, and bad. Let me just say that, bad. Uh, but family-friendly, faith-filled songs. So that's kind of cool. And it's very cool. So we're waiting to hear back on that. So yeah. if we could ask the church to be praying Please. that yeah. that doorway, doorway would happen and that we could we could do this. Yeah. So, um, And we'll update the church on what... Where we go yep. with that? So, in light of that, um, you know, th this week and next week kind of marks. I'm sorry. Yeah, this week, next week marks Go Weeks.
our fellowship groups where we are trying to purpose monthly that as a fellowship group, we're doing something that's outreach oriented, whether we're praying one month and then going out the next month, because prayer is a big part of that. Um, but we're doing something, whether that's going to the park, going to the, you know, street preach, you know, some, some of our people do that. Um, cutting lawns and looking to share the gospel with people we cut lawns for. I mean, it could be a number of things, but we're purposing that this week. And in light of that, uh, Rob, you, you went this past Saturday and spoke at the best fellowship group, right? Just highlighting what is, what is living out our lives and going and making disciples look like? And you kind of summarized it in a helpful way. Could you, could you summarize that? Yes. Yes. Uh, there are four four things, and just building off of Matthew twenty eight, the Great Commission, uh, thinking in terms of gospel fluency, gospel presence, gospel opportunities, and then a gospel voice, and how that looks like in our lives individually as followers of Christ, how that looks like what that looks like in our church, and uh, I shared that with the best group. Uh, I'm going to be sharing uh, sharing that with my group this week. And just just focusing in on what Jesus was was getting at in Matthew 28 of, of, of going to make disciples. What is, you know, the mission that he began in his blood and his body and his resurrection, he passed on to us. What does that look like in a church and what does that look like in an individual followers of Christ, you know, follower of Christ? What does that look like together? And thinking in terms of fluency, gospel fluency, gospel presence, gospel opportunity, and gospel voice is, is, is a way to, to really see that and apply that in your life. Gospel fluency is the ability to connect your life and the events of your life to, to, to Christ and the gospel of Christ and being able to do that for other people. Uh, gospel presence is just the same way that, that Jesus emptied himself and came and to seek and save the lost. Now we, we don't empty ourselves where only he only he could do true incarnational ministry. Right. But in that vein where we are coming alongside other people. Okay, Sorry, Lord, I, was... I won't say it. <laughs> A lot we of are, construction. We are pastors in the city. So we're talking about Sundays for the city. We're pastors in the city. So hence you have all kinds of hustle and bustle yeah. happening. So Keep so going. a gospel presence quickly is just how do we come alongside people to love them, to care about them, to speak into their life, um, but to love them regardless of whether they ever respond to Christ. That's just being human. That's that's mm -hmm. Christ. Uh, that, that's loving the image of God in all people. Uh, and in that, we're looking for gospel opportunities, uh, which actually ties closely to the gospel voice. Where we're actually able in the course of the relationships, whenever God may give opportunity. Uh, that we're actually able to verbally give the gospel, uh, to speak it, to share it in some way, whether through uh, just personal or, or voice or through uh, maybe a gospel track, which I think we yes we have some we really have good them. ones coming. Yeah, uh, that are so helpful. They're just yeah. so helpful. Uh, you know, however it is communicated, that they actually hear the news of, of what God has done for us and sending His Son yeah. to die in our place for us and that all who, who believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Mm. And, and those, how do we think about those things and, and how does that look in our lives? Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of what that, yeah. what that's about in a summary. I love it. I love it. And I, and I especially love like the gospel presence. I mean, all of it is wonderful. But when you think about that, how Christ came and dwelt among us, how are we 
living in a world. We're not of this world in a sense, but yet we're living in it. How are we dwelling in it? This, this, right. you know, it's this, uh, yeah, this gospel presence yeah. in a sense. That, that was the gospel presence point. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. We're not, and it and it's tied to some of what like a fifth Sunday thing. It, it's that, right. what is the presence that we want to have because we are part of the community. Yep. Whether they like us or not, whether they agree with us or not, right. it doesn't matter because we love them, <laughs> yep. whether they love us. Yeah. And what does it look like to be and to move toward people? Yep. And that's, that's, that's the thing uh, that in our life, uh, really the key to what I shared was understanding the word go and the word make in Matthew 28. You know, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples. And and Jesus, the, the strongest verb in, in that passage was make. That's what he's at. Not make converts, but make make disciples, followers of Jesus Christ who love him, who love his teaching and are following him. The go is in support of that. And it's and it is it is basically everywhere you go as you go. Yeah. You're just yeah. you're on mission yeah. everywhere you go. Just like Jesus was, yeah. whether you're enjoying yourself in a family day off or whether you're still making disciples. And something that was interesting, I got this from you. I challenged the best group and, I, and maybe this is something for to just take a, you know, a, a very simple step. And it's something I, I've, I've seen you do many times when we would eat together. I just mm. challenge them. Next time you eat out, just introduce, find out the name of your server yeah. and yeah. say, hey, you know, just a simple, hey, I. My wife and I are followers of Jesus, and we would we would love to pray for you. How can yeah. we pray for you? Yeah. Being aware, of, being careful about their time. Make mm -hmm. sure you tip well. <laughs> you know, yeah. those things. But just <laughs> yeah. don't ask them to, how you can pray yeah. for them, and then you're the worst. You're yeah, the worst people yeah. Or you're, or yeah, are you rude to them somehow? Right. We shouldn't be rude. Period. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I just challenge them just to do that. Like in the yeah. next month, they could that. just take that small step if they've never done something like yeah. that. Some people are way, you know, they do that, and but I just, love it. But I've, I've seen you do that many times and I've, I've never seen anybody say no or, but and no. if they, if they were to say, you I know what, I'm not that. comfortable, you'd be okay. No yeah. problem. I think I've had that maybe twice over yeah. the course of my whole life. Yeah. And I've been asking that to people for years. years. Uh, I think maybe twice I've had people kind of be really upset. How many times have you had the opportunity to go the next step? Oh my. Like the next, you know oh, what I mean? Oh my. I mean. So say it's been you know hundreds yeah. of times. I mean, I would say probably eighty percent of the time, maybe mm. I get to I get to share the gospel, or I find out they're a Christian and I get yeah. to care for them. Care, yeah. So for instance, I had lunch with one of our young adults on campus, college campus, mm. uh, last week, I think. And there, there's a Chick Fil A on campus, and so we got some food from there, and uh, just this this lady who's working the cashier uh, red cash register and so just a, uh yeah i mean basically i just lean yeah. in really quick to the, that yeah. conversation of how you doing we're christians we're going to pray for our food can, is there anything we can pray for you about um that's what i usually do we're, we're christians right. we yeah. pray for our food and thank god for it before yeah. we eat is there anything we can pray for you about yeah um is there anything going on yeah and and they open up and this this young lady opened up um wisdom for life where she's going we found out she was a believer so we got to actually kind of in some ways care for her and just let her know hey we're going to pray for yeah. you as we eat our meal she seemed encouraged to meet us little you know coming yeah. across another christian in the city is encouraging yeah 
but there's been numerous times I've had I've had waitresses talk about or waiters and waitresses share about being drug addicts. Mm -hmm. I've had all sorts of stuff shared that have led to the gospel being shared. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and we worked together one time at a restaurant at Mama's. And we remember, remember praying for that. I went there with somebody else like a week or two later. And that waitress remembered and she said, I just want to thank you for praying for us, for, for me oh. and my son. She was having issues with her son. I don't remember. You don't? I don't. I don't. Well, anyway. That, that has happened, though. Yeah. I, I've had one time I had a restaurant that I kept going to. That's another thing I think that's important. Kenny and I were talking about that recently, that going to the same places yeah. and meeting the same people. Um, that's another reason why it's, I, I kind of feel like going to a coffee shop and working or something. It's not just for your own pleasure. It's like you're meeting the same people. There's a gospel motive behind it. Yeah. Um, so that's that gospel presence you're talking about. Yeah. But um, I, I, one time I, I had a place I would go to regularly, this restaurant. I'd meet with people and uh, my family would go. And uh, there was a point they knew I, by, they, by this point, all the people who worked there knew I was a believer. Yeah. And they knew I was going to ask them how I could pray for them. They knew my <laughs> order. They, they would bring the order, like all yeah. that kind of stuff. And uh, at, one, at one point, one waitress brings up another waitress, a younger waitress, and she says, will you pray for her? I was meeting with someone. She interrupts that time and says, will you pray for her? She's going through really hard stuff. They sat down next to us. Wow. And, and, and just, she's crying. We got to pray for her, wow. share the gospel. So yeah, who knows the opportunities that could be opened up. And it's just a simple, can I pray for you? Very simple. And yep. if they say no, okay. Right. You respect that? If they Right. And then so, you purpose to remember them. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Just purposing yeah. their name. Uh, so that's just somewhat talked about. That was excellent, brother. Excellent. So church, be praying. Be praying. Um, Lord, we continue to give us gospel opportunities as we just live life going and making disciples wherever we go about. Uh, pray for this Sunday for the city uh, at the skating rink, that that would happen. Uh, that be the Lord's will, that he would use that, that we would be a, have a gospel presence in our community. Um, pray for us this Sunday. I'm preparing to preach again out of uh, John 7. And uh, here's something. We would love to hear your gospel stories. Yes. Times that you're getting with people. And, and I think here's what we would love to do. We would love at some points to be able to have people in our church share on a Sunday morning just gospel testimonies. Maybe, maybe someone didn't even respond but it was a gospel door that was opened and you got to share. And we just want to share those things. We yeah. want to share about that and be compelled by one another. Um, so, so share that with us as pastors. Yeah, We'd love to know. Excellent. Yes. All right. Well, uh, as you pray, as you pray for your pastors, as you pray for one another, pray for the Dallas Cowboys, that they would win. No, I'm joking. I'm totally joking. Well, we, with God, joking. nothing's impossible. <laughs> All right. Well... <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this Pastors Podcast. Church, we love you. Grace and peace to you all. Grace and peace.